My name's Shaquan, but a lot of people know me by my other name, Mad Skills. I'm an MC. My name's Mad Skills. Let's make some noise. I'm a DJ. Oh, yeah. I'm a ghostwriter for some of your favorite rappers. I'm not about to tell you who, though. But most importantly, I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Hip-hop confessions is raw, unfiltered conversations with my friends revealing things that they didn't like, never knew about, I don't know, or never got into about hip-hop culture. So sit back. Oh, come on, y'all. Turn up the volume. Hip-hop. And listen to hip-hop confessions. Because everybody's got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this. Yo, what's up, y'all? This your boy, Skills. We are back. Hip Hop Confessions, my podcast where I invite my friends, my industry peers, and people that I just love and just are fans of, and I have them admit something hip hop related, music related, a confession, so to speak, something that they never told people. Um, I got one of my guys on, man. I have known this guy, and I know I always say that when I start my interviews. I've known this guy for a long time. But I literally have probably known this guy longer than anybody. Like, we grew up in the same city and was in the same circles when I was a young, and I'm talking like 11, 12. Like, I know a lot of dudes in the industry, but I don't know if I known them when I was damn near snot-nosed running kid. You know what I'm saying? So... Back. Man, this guy right here, man, is one of my favorite artists, comedians. Uh, he does it all. Rapper, you know what I mean? Dancer. We going to get into all of that. Welcome, my brother, Atheon Crockett to Hip Hop Confessions. What's good, bro? My G. What's up, man? It's, um, it's so crazy that we actually go back that far. All the way. Like 10, 11 years old. Yes. And and people will be like, what, what y'all talking about? Like, we literally was in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yeah. And we met because we were going against each other in a dance contest. Breakdancing. Breaking, And break this, is in, at the height, this is at the height of breakdancing. So this is when Beat Street came out. All of that. Uh, uh, Breaking. Break so this 84, 85. Yeah. And you was in a group called, a, I think it was called the Floor Masters. No, we, the Floor Masters was the, they was our rivals. We were... Damn, I forget what our name was, but yeah, you're right. That like it was. Yeah, it was, it was the floor lords, the floor masters. It, it was, was, it was the, the floor guys. The floor. It, it was, was everybody was breakdancing on the floor. And then me um, and you entered the solo. It was like there was a group competition, and then there was solos for certain age groups and or whatever. Yes, yes. And me and you was in the same age group, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and and I I took first, you took second. Yes. <laughs> my my wave was just nice back then. Yeah, you, know what you I mean? listen, listen, and and what's so crazy is, I'll never forget, man. Like, the first time I saw you dance, I remember being we like I said we was young. I was clearly like, yo, this nigga better than me. You know what I'm saying? Off the because you was just way more flexible. You was skinny, you was lanky, you know Still what I'm saying? Skinny, yeah. And you was way more flexible. And I remember when they said your name, and I never forgot that name. They was like, oh, you know, first place from because we was representing different uh recreation centers. I mean, I was representing Seabrook. Mm -hmm. Um, I had won at Seabrook and went to the citywide show, and you you was repping, I can't remember you. You was repping Spivey, where the where Spivey. the competition was, yeah. Yes, Spivey. So you oh you Oh, so you probably had home court advantage. That's probably why you beat me, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. Hey, man. It, but it, was, I never, it was audience Listen, judged. Listen, bro, I will never forget. They said your name. They was like in first place. You know what I'm saying? 
Atheon Crockett. And I, I saw you and you went out there and I was like, oh, I was like, yo, that's such a different name. Like mm-hmm. Atheon Crockett. Like, and I never forgot your name, right? Right. I never forgot your name. So when as we're moving around Fayetteville and we in these different competitions, every time they said, you know, we coming up next, Atheon Crockett. I was like, oh, here come the lanky kid from Spivey again. Like the the, the, the light skinned boy. Like, yeah, okay, I remember him. And I remember uh Simeon's name. Simeon, yep. Yeah, Simeon Atheon. Cause I was like, those are such different names. And then my old when we was little. Uh, my OGs Finesse and Elmer and all of them dudes. Yeah, like, Joe Generette. Joe Generette, yeah. Yeah, Dang, all of them crazy. cats. So coming up in Fayetteville, man, was a, a, a different... I left Fayetteville in about, I want to say, 87, 88. But here's I the thing. Out of there. It, was my, it was my brother, Twan, that told me he made it make sense because you weren't skills when we was... when we was. Mm-mm. No, weren't no mad skills yet when we was in Fayetteville. Exactly. So he was like, yo, you remember Donnie? Mm-hmm. I said, I said, Donnie. He said, Yeah, Donnie. The, we we was in the popping contest, and you 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 and him was in the same uh, age group and whatever. I was like, Yeah, Donnie. He had the, the wavy hair, the shag, and all that shit. And he mm-hmm. was like, Yeah, that's mad skills. I said, You bullshit. <laughs> so it didn't it didn't click for me until he said it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. What's so crazy is, uh, I did when I did drink champs last year around this time. I did drink champs around uh, February last year, and I want to say it dropped in like March, right? So when I do the drink champs, it beca- it's a whole debate on Facebook. Somebody goes, "Yo, Mad Skills is from Fayetteville, North Carolina," and it's like, bro, it was like 850 comments. So. I, I don't really do Facebook like that. I'm, I'm big on IG, big on IG, Twitter. I can't stand Facebook. So my man says, yo, they are, they've been arguing for three days on Facebook or whether or not you from Fayetteville. So I go, right. I say, I am from Fayetteville. Like, but the legend of Mad Skills wasn't it's born VA. until I got to Virginia. Right, so, but right. when I, I said, I was all through Fayetteville. I went to every damn school in Fayetteville. So mm-hmm. I go in and make a post about it. And uh, it, it kind of calmed a lot of people down. They was like, damn, he, he never really represented the Ville. I was like, because when I was in the Ville, I, I think I was breakdancing. I won't think about We was all spraying graffiti and shit. And they don't, they don't take into consideration that, you know, we army brats too. Well, yeah. well I, I know I'm, I'm an army I brat. I wasn't. Sure. That's why I left. Got you. Well, I was leaving all the time because I'm an army brat. Mm-hmm. And my dad was 82nd Airborne, Fort Bragg. So we was always in Germany and back and forth to Carolina. Um, so, I mean, I still rep Fayetteville hard, but it's never enough for some people. Some people yeah. feel like you got to have it tattooed on your forehead. And it's like, right. nigga, in, in every major interview or TV appearance I've made, it's always been Fayetteville, North Carolina. Like, right. I'm not from anywhere else. Even though I grew right. up in other places, I can't be like from Germany, nigga. Like, I'm not German. Right. <laughs> I, just, I just lived there. You know, right. I, I, I'm, my mom is Trinidadian, but I didn't grow up in Trinidad, so I can't be right. like I'm from Trinidad. I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Right. So, 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 okay. So I leave Fayetteville in like '87 or whatever. Uh, I come to Virginia. I get, you know, I, I really get bit with the rap bug. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starting to write down my little raps or whatever. Um, and then, so in the early '90s, I'm doing my thing with my squad out here. You know, what I'm saying I'm running around. And I'm still in tune to, to music and urban culture, of course, because, you know, we, we still on the East Coast, so we getting all of the fashion and the fly shit from New York is coming down. We knowing what to wear. And 
I remember one day I was watching Soul Train. Right? <laughs> I'm looking at Soul Train, and this is later Soul Train. Like I'm looking at Soul Train, and I see you dancing. I think it was with Tyrese. And I saw you, and I said, yo, that's Atheon from, from the Ville. Like, that's, yo, he in L.A. Like, yo, so this early 90s, like sometime in the 90s, but I'm, I'm blown because I'm like, yo, he in L.A. No, that was, um, that was I, I moved to L.A. in 98, so all that happened after that. So that was early 2000s. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, found, I saw you on Soul Train. And I'm like, damn, like that, yeah. And I was like, yo, that's that tall, lanky kid from Spavi. Like, damn, that's crazy. Like, he, he on Soul Train. And for a dancer's dream, even though I had curved to the rap shit, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, listen, Soul Train was our life. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so for me, um, to 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 see that was a total like culture shock. Cause I'm like, damn, I know where that's filmed at. I know what that means. Like, yo, as a dancer, like, yo, he made it to Soul Train. But like, what was that experience like? But here's what's crazy. You, before J. Cole became the, the Prince of Fayetteville and really putting 2 6 on the map like that, you were one of those. I mean, to my knowledge, you're the, the first rapper, like, to really be from Fayetteville and really make it to the majors, right? Right. I, you know, I'm willing yeah. to be wrong about that, but I think it was, I, I'm, I'm going to say it was you. And so you got to understand, yeah, I was dancing and that was our, where we started, but we always trying to rap and get to where right. you made it to. My older brother, you know, we had a group, we was opening up all the concerts around Fayetteville, Latifah, EPMD, and people thought we had made it. We had won a right. competition to go, uh, to go to the studio in New York with EPMD. So to, wow. to Fayetteville heads, they was like, oh, y'all made it. And this was, this was when EPMD was, this is the fourth album, right before the right. breakup. Right, right, right. When right. they introduced Redman and Kate and, and Effects. Effects. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Headbanger and all that. Yeah, Business Never Personal. Yes. So we was in the studio with them wow. when they was making this album. We won a contest in, uh, at Foxy 99 to go mm -hmm. up there to New York. So... But again, you had already made it out. So years later, you looking at me on Soul Train like, dang, he made it to Soul Train. But just know, we was looking at you like, no, we trying to get to where skills is at. We trying to make it out of Fayetteville right. and just get on. You know how that mentality in, in Fayetteville, because there's so right. many nice dudes in Fayetteville yeah, that facts. can really rhyme, really talented. And so everybody's goal was to just really make it out. And, and you was one of the first people that really, that we knew that had made it. So. Right. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I, and, and it's funny because I never really knew that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, you know, my mom, my mom was like, we out, we left. Mm -hmm. And and I, it was a new life in Virginia. It was a new direction. It, you know, it wasn't a military town. So it was a little mm -hmm. more, a couple more things going on. What but year was that? Let, this was 87, 88 when I came to, to Virginia. So, and when did you pop as, as skills? When did you first release? 93. I got I got a record deal in 93. First single came out in 95 and then the album came out in 96. Yo, we so parallel because 95 is when I booked Def Comedy Jam and mm. 96 is when it aired in January. So again, two Fayetteville heads. Uh, right. 
<laughs> right. Getting our national exposure. Um, but again, because I come from the music side, comedy was great. And Def Comedy Jam was, was, you know, that was my path. But we all wanted to do, to do music. That was our thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Nah, man. Listen, it, it, it's a universal language, man, that has, has changed all of our lives. You know what I'm saying? I don't, mm. none, of our, none of our lives would be the same without music. Big fact. So, so for me, I would say, you know, a while back, I had a, um, I had had a, a opportunity to grab um, some episodes of like all of the Soul Trains, like most. You sent right? it to me, <laughs> right? So I, when I saw, when I, I was like, "Yo, you you got this clip?" You was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I got the journal v, VHS." Like, yes, the like, VHS right here in this closet. <laughs> That's crazy. I got so for, every episode that I was on. I went down a rabbit hole. And just was just I I bought some off of a guy that had him burned him to DVD in like Nashville. He had about four hundred episodes. I paid them, so I'm just stockpiling these joints, right? Like, cause I'm like I can't believe I'm walking around with six hundred episodes, full episodes of Soul Train, like you know, what I'm just on a hard drive. I can look at them whenever I want. Right. So, um, this was this was like right around before the pandemic hit. I started stockpiling these episodes. And you know, it's only eleven hundred episodes from beginning to end. So I got mm-hmm. a lot of seasons, a lot of joints, but I went down a rabbit hole of just I'm because I, I can see it when I want to. So I'm watching cats when they had the shag, then I see them when they had the jerry curl, then I see them when fashion change, they had the Caesar, the flat top. So I'm mm-hmm. seeing the evolution of Jeffrey Daniel and you know what I'm saying, like all of these people, Cheryl Swan, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I went through a whole year of just like researching soul train shit but you were actually on there like what was that experience like when you actually got to be a soul train dancer because i also saw you on their quick little blurb on the bet joints that they they put out on youtube i I used to be a soul train dancer Mm -hmm. but what was that experience like i mean for me it was like i was clear at that time because this is when i first moved to la and mind you this is post Def Comedy Jam, right? Right. So what I was clear on is moving to LA, I don't want to move out there and be one of them comedians that was like, yo, y'all know I, was, I did Def Jam, right? And try to use that as my right. leverage because Hollywood doesn't really care about that shit, right? Right. Unless you move out here, you got a holding deal with a network or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I realized, I knew that I was coming to LA and reinventing myself in a sense. And mm-hmm. And just starting from the ground up, I understood what LA was, and it was a competition and and mm-hmm. a grind, right? So I came out just open minded about all the things that I wanted to do, and so I was literally just trying to get my stand up uh, chops up when I first got here, and and hanging out at the comedy store, and one of the dudes, one of the comedians, was outside. All comedians is always hanging out out, out front. So this one dude, I used to call him Kung Fu because he dressed like a Kung Fu dude. Mm-hmm. And I do Kung Fu too. So we were just kind of relating on that. But one night I come out and he's full on like popping, like tutting and doing, and he's nice. And I'm like, yo, I ain't know you get out. He was like, yeah, yeah. He said, you dance too? I said, yeah. He said, yo, I'm going to Soul Train on Saturday. And so he took me down. His name was Curtis, uh, but we call him Kung Fu. So Curtis takes me down there, and I'm clear that Soul Train ain't the same Soul Train that I grew up on. Right, right, right. The it's lockers and, and, you know, my yeah, man Cuddy. Uh, uh, yeah, Cuddy Mac. Yeah, Cuddy Lu- Mac. Lusky, Lusky. Lusky. Car. So I knew it wasn't the same Soul Train. You know, I think 
Uh, Maestro Clark was hosting at the time. Oh, it just wasn't God, the same. It was horrible then. Yeah, but, but for the time, I was like, I right, I'm going to go because what, you know, what else It's a I? networking. Yeah, it's a networking opportunity. I just too. moved to LA. It's TV. I am a dancer. So let me just relive this, this little fantasy right. and go just on here. Right, off. Yeah, and so really, it was, it was just me saying, all right, it's, it's a way for me to be on TV while I'm still figuring out the comedy and the acting side. I just moved out here. So the experience, honestly, it wasn't a great experience. Like <laughs> where I'm like, ah, this is the shit. Right, I this wanna... is amazing. Like you're almost nah, searching again. <laughs> it wasn't that. Like I was very clear that they they didn't treat the dancers with no kind of respect, which is a problem industry wide. Let me just say Facts. that. Facts. Um, under no pay for Soul Train, right? They've never paid dancers, and at they all. they feed you cold fried chicken at the end of the of the show. So the treatment was. You know, and I was like, when when are the dancers gonna unionize and, and right. weaponize their strength? Cause they are say, the show. We are the show. So I was like, yo, it's so crazy that even if one person or ten people have the idea to unify, they will get rid of those ten people and find another twenty dancers that just want to be on TV. Right. Facts. You know, and you know that's that's union all across the board. Any right. any industry. That's always been the problem is you can find someone that is going to do it for nothing. And mm -hmm. so my experience was very cerebral, believe it or not. You know what I mean? Um, and, and yeah, I just, I just took it for what it was. I used it for the, for the TV. A lot of people was like, oh, I saw you on Soul Train. I saw so, you on Soul Train, right. Because it's still airing that, all over the country. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Every Saturday. So, yeah, I, I stayed on there for about, you know, uh, two seasons. Two three seasons and and I knew it was time to leave. It wasn't like I said. It wasn't it wasn't like it was an amazing experience, but for the historic uh, meaning of it and the, you what could it at represented, least say, I, I could at least say I did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nah, I get it. I get it, man. Like you know, but I will me, say as a as a dancer, I'm the only dancer who filmed Def Comedy Jam and came out and danced with the dancers at the end. Now that was a legendary moment for me. Yeah, facts. Because we used to Big always facts. watch that for, you know what I'm saying? For and it was comedy. less people to pay attention to because you're watching for the comedy and then you're only getting five or six dancers at the end. So it, and it's, it's just it's, different. Like that, it's at different. the time, that New York dance vibe in that time frame in the, in the mid 90s, it was just different. They were the pioneers of all of hip hop dance, you know, from the yeah. mop tops on down, Fendi with EPMD. So watching those dances at the yeah, end. Yeah, I remember Fendi. Fendi was, was the nice. nicest nigga. Nice. Fendi was nice. So yeah, watching those dancers at the end of Def Jam, they all came from that same, you know, Brooklyn, right. Bronx culture. And they just had a different energy about them. So to be able to rock with them, I was like, all right. Right. That's dope. That's dope. All right, man. Nah, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things because, I, like I said, a lot of people might not even know our history and that we grew up in the same town and we was definitely running around and seeing each other at 10 and 11 years old with dreams of you know, having being getting out of the town that we was in and, and yeah. bigger, bigger greener pastures and we both accomplished some amazing things, man. So Fact you know, I, I feel like a lot of people probably wouldn't know that, but yeah, we we, we definitely two Fayetteville kids for sure. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Well yo, with yeah. that being said, man, listen, the show is called Hip Hop Confessions. Um, you know, and we just gonna get straight into it. Atheon Crockett, what is your hip hop confession? 
this is gonna go across the board as as highly embarrassing, but <laughs> I I do not memorize lyrics. I don't know lyrics to a lot of classic songs. So rap songs? Yes. There's a few. There's a few like one more chance, Biggie, I'll right. know all the way through, or or right. Jay-Z PSA, uh Lottie Dottie, right? Right. But it's something about the way I listen to music. And it might be from the like that Jay Dilla thing. I listen to the beat and it's something about the swing of the beat. Maybe it's me being a dancer first. Mm-hmm. I listen sonically. I don't listen audibly. I listen sonically. And that's enough for me to just be like, you know, I catch a word here and there, but like Illmatic, most of Illmatic, I don't know. And it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Wow. But it's enough for me to hear that piano sample, Pete Rock coming in on, on the, the world is your, you know what I'm saying? I right. sit the Dawn P watching Gandhi. Like, I, I'm good on you the know first, that. You know what I'm saying? But then deeper into the song, I'm just like. Okay, okay, okay. So you're saying you don't know the words to a lot of hip hop classes because you listen to the music before you really hear the words. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So I'm I'm the guy in the club. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm known for doing Jay-Z impersonations. Yes. But I do not know a lot of Jay-Z classic lyrics. It's just But you know PSA. Not, I know PSA and I know of you know course, what I'm saying? We but, all know PSA. But when turn my music high, 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 well, you don't know, come on. I don't know all of the words. And so I'm in the club, I'm just like giving the, the stank face. And everybody's saying every, every word. And I'm just like, <laughs> Why I got nothing. <laughs> wow. I don't remember. But if it's any constellation, it has nothing to do with the artist. Right. I don't memorize my own lyrics. Right. It's something about because I write fast when I'm doing a song, when I'm doing whatever, I'll record it right there. And I never listen back to it audibly. Mm-hmm. So it's just something I don't know. There's a disconnect with me in words. Like I don't read books. Reading puts me to sleep. Um, Do you I audibly listen to them, or I, I'm more of a documentary, an article guy. I read a lot of scripts because I write scripts, and I, I'm, I'm an actor too. But right. I don't read books because books, for some reason, since I was a kid, it always put me to it bored sleep. you. Right? Yeah. No. I so know something like that. There's a disconnect with me in in words when it comes to how I, I consume them, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, again, I'm a great listener conversationally and all of that. Like I, I can hear to do impressions. I can listen to somebody and, and get their inflections and all of that. It's just my brain just works differently when it comes to memorizing more information in a song outside all right, so, of so, so the beat. Being that, you, being that this is your confession, and, and I, don't, <laughs> I believe you, I believe you, but I just want to test you just to see. Just I just I I I'm just interested in knowing and seeing how far you can go or how far you know. All right, so I'm gonna start something, a couple things, and you finish it as far as you can. Let's go. I mean, because we already know now at this point. The cat's out the bag. Atheon don't remember a lot of people's shit, classic shit. All right, um, back in the days on the boulevard of Linden. We used to kick routines and the brothers or something, something. It was I, the, the Aztec, and me, the five-footer. 
Okay. All right. Okay. But it's check the rhyme. I know. I know the yes, song. Yes. Right. 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 Okay. Um. First things first. I papa. Freaks all the honeys, dummies, playboy bunnies, those wanting money. Them's the one that likes because they don't get anything but penetration. Unless it smells like sanitation. Got balls. Okay. Tell you, like, all okay. Dogs, all right. I know all. I know one more chat. All right. Riggedy row. Miggity mic check. So here we go. So. I know it's dust facts, nigga. I know it's dust. Okay. All right, one, two, three into the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door, ready to make an instant. So back on up. Boy, I have to put Right. Okay, that's a classic. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. You're not you're not as bad as, as you can get through it. I see what you're saying, but some of them joints, you like everybody else's. Second yeah, verse, some, you probably didn't tune all people, the way out. Some people know every lyric to every song. Right. And you can see it at concerts and you can see it in the clubs. And they go, I'm like, how do you know all of these fucking songs? Right. But but it's also, I think a lot of people don't have jobs. <laughs> so <laughs> me and you do so many things. Yeah. And so my mind is just, you know, from dancing to rapping to comedy and, you know, it's just a lot of intake. So I just don't. Wow. I don't. Yeah, man, listen, like it, I, I, for, for me, it's like I, I can remember a whole bunch of other people's shit. I'm almost, but not, not as good as like a black thought. Like black thought can remembers everybody else's black thought and in most, his own. And, and most deaf, they are, they are computers yeah. when it comes yes. to memorizing lyrics. I. I can't, if I haven't heard it in a long, even if it's my shit, my own shit, if I haven't heard it in a long time and I never performed, like somebody walking up to me being like, yo, man, can you do the lyrics to the, the old five wrap up? Bitch, what? I don't need, I, all I can tell you is 2005. I don't know none of that shit because I've never performed it. Right. I recorded it once, gave it to the world. And went on to something else. Like, I don't hold on to that mm -hmm. information. I tell people all the time, like, you know, 80%, you know, of what's in my brain is probably melodies and lyrics. You know what I'm saying? The rest of the 20% is like regular memories and shit. Like, if it's not right. directly connected to something about some music or some shit, I'm, I'm, I'm a forgetful person. A lot of people be like, oh, man, you know, Skills, you don't even remember me doing it. And I'd be like, I don't, man. Like, I could... I could have been at your grandma's house last Thanksgiving and might but not in, remember. In all, fairness, in all fairness, though, and I need people to understand this, most people's lives are they have the same routine almost Daily. every day. Right, right. You and I are from a profession of people where it's not that at all. Mm -mm. And we are in so many different rooms in different countries, in different cities and states all of our lives. We meet people all the time. You DJ, you're an MC, you're a producer. You've been in so many different rooms with so many different people right. meeting this entourage and meeting this dude's ex-girl and this dad, right. this person's manager from way back in 97. How in the fuck are we supposed to remember, remember every single person that we met right. like in a hallway at an arena at a right. tour? Right. And they be getting offended. They do, man, and it, because it, there is no cool way to tell a person, <laughs> I don't remember you. So what I do, in most cases, I'll say, 
yo, I remember your face, man. I don't remember your name, though. I like, say the same I remember thing. your face, though. You know what I'm saying? Because that'll at least make him feel like, okay, he, he kind of at least, but you can't never look somebody in the face and say, yeah, nah, nigga, I don't. Remember I, I don't. I do the same, a similar thing. First, first of all, I don't say nice to meet you. I say, hey, good seeing you. And then, right. And then, if they want to press in, they be like, you don't remember me, do you? I say, I know your face, same as you. I know mm-hmm. your face. I said, remind me of where we met or what, where we was at last. Right. And nine times out of ten, when they say it, I do remember. Right. When you say it, mm-hmm. and you get you trigger the memory, I'm like, I got you. But yep. if you don't do that, like, I'm done, man. Listen. Yeah, and, and I do you, have a, I do oddly have a photographic memory when it comes to conversations, though. Mm-hmm. Like, if you tell me where we was at, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, we were standing by the lunch table, and we talked about blah, 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 blah. Like, oddly, I can, I can recall shit like right. that. Right. And you, you mentioned impressions, and you, you, you are known for doing a lot of impressions, and you're doing very well, um, you know, from Jay-Z down to Wayne. I remember early, like, YouTube, when YouTube first became a mm-hmm. thing, you, you were definitely using social media to to broadcast your comedy and, and how good you were at impressions. And um I always wondered because you know me when I was doing the wrap up, I put like I told you earlier, like I put people in the wrap up. It wasn't always a good thing. Like sometimes people get mm-hmm. in their feelings or whatever. Have you ever done an impression of somebody and they gotten offended by it or reached out to you and been like, yo, like the fuck is up with that shit? Like, never? Nah. Um Nah, uh, damn near all of them are fans of what I do. Like they, you know, even down to, <laughs> even down to when I, uh, I was around Nas one time and he was like, man, why you ain't never do an impression of me? Like, it's, it's almost like when, when, when artists see me do them, then they, they feel like it's like a badge of honor. Like, okay, I made it to the Atheon. It's kind of like wrap up. Like, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. I had Lil John run up on me one time. He was like, nigga, like, I feel like I made it. That was that year that Lil John was on fire. He had done Petey Pablo, Usher, all that shit. He was like, yo, nigga, I made it into the wrap up, nigga. And I was like, nigga, you Lil John. What are you talking about? Like, nah, nigga, I've arrived. I'm in the wrap up. And I was like, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we don't know what people's measuring stick is. I would never think that Nas is checking for, for what I'm doing to the point where he wants me to, you know what I'm saying? Be involved. Engage in him yeah. like that and, and put him in an impression. So that, to me, is just flattering. But yeah, I, I haven't had anybody that, that was like, nah, I don't do that. Or um, nah. I, and again, I think. I think most. Do you actually have a Nas impression? Have you ever tried one? Have you ever done one? Oh yeah, you didn't see the. Um... So there's two incidences. When he first asked me that, that was years ago. We was I was hosting one of his shows in Chicago, and so we was on the we was taking photos backstage when he asked me, and then at the end of the show, he was like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna bring my man Atheon Crockett out here. Y'all know y'all know Atheon Crockett, right?" And so he was like, "Hey, nigga, you do a lot of impressions of people." me, nigga. And so right then I was like, put you on the spot. Like yeah, on the spot. So I do a couple right. bars from Ether. I was like, fuck with your soul like Ether. Beat you the king, you know you. Guys on across the belly. So when I did it, I said, I said, Nas, this was backstage. I said, you don't have a funny voice. You have a really chill, quiet voice. Laid back. Yeah. It's laid back. It's too cool for school. So it's nothing distinctive about it that I could latch onto and be like, I'm gonna do this Nas impression and it's gonna kill. Right. But 
about a month ago when Jay when Jay was on the Twitter live and he was like, no one on the verses could could step up me. me. That's when me and Ace Bane came up with the Nas versus Jay. And then I did mm, I did okay. Jay-Z and Nas. And that was when everybody was like, oh shit, he he could do both of them. But again, right. it was still Nas being like the straight man and Jay just kind of like, yeah, you know, doing what right, I know him for Jay. doing. Right. For the for the yeah, so so yeah. That's funny, man. Like comedy, I, I had a comedian on, and I've always said that, you know, comedy and rap kind of runs parallel as opposed to getting on stage and Back. entertaining people. But y'all have a whole different, what y'all do is a whole different entity because not only do you got to get on stage, like y'all don't have no music behind you. Ain't no ain't no song playing. Ain't no hook coming. There's no know. help. Yeah. It's ain't no help. It's like, nigga, I got to get this room engaged and they'll listen. As If I'm telling the story, they'll listen. But if I get to the end of this motherfucker and drop that punchline and don't get a response, it's like, ooh, like shit, shit could go left. So I have a whole different respect for comedians because y'all have a harder job than us. Like I said, it's, it's no, we don't have no help. I mean, and, y'all don't have no help. And y'all could get away with repeat. Like it's, it's. Favored that they want to hear the classic from y'all. Right. Like, we yeah, can't repeat, they, no jokes, or we look yeah. like we played out. Yeah, and what's we so crazy always got to be new. Right. And before, before you know, the internet was a thing and you could go, you could go to a comedy show in DC and do your DC bit, this, that, and the third, and then run right back down to Baltimore the next night and run your same bits, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This, that, and the third. Now it's like, as soon as y'all finish, it's like, I can't even tell that joke no more. Once I put the joke out, it's out. Nah, it's not. It's not as as cut and dry as that as people think it is. Most people ain't really paying attention to everything that's on the internet. It's just way too much information and too much content out there. Right. So when I'm working on an hour, I'm not paranoid anymore about who in Cleveland recorded me, and now I can't go to Houston and do it. Right. I'm a, I always work my hour until I film it. So it, it may take me a year and a half to be on the road touring, but I'm going to do the same hour. Like I'm not I'm not going to switch it up because I, if you saw it on the internet, I I didn't authorize that shit. So right. You just got to deal with and it. And not everybody in this room saw it on the internet. Not everybody saw it. And it's the same thing with social media. I noticed that even though I got however many followers and I post something today, all my followers didn't see it. So right. I be reposting shit every three so months because I'm always there's always a new audience that could see it. So it's the same video that I, I did maybe a year ago, but I'm I repost it because it gets new likes and it gets new ad dollars too. Right. So okay, so let me ask you this. I just seen something recently where uh TI is now doing stand up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The the king, the king of the south mm -hmm. is now trying his hand at comedy. And you know me, I'm I'm all for reinventing yourself and, and going into different avenues because ain't none of us one trick ponies. We done went from dancers to DJs, Facts. the rappers, you know what I'm saying, comedians, actors. We, you know, black people are super, super duper talented. Right. So with that being said, with T.I. trying his head in comedy, what other rappers do you think could be comedians? Do you think there's any other rappers in the game that could pull off uh, being comedians? 100%. Uh, Snoop. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Red Man is fucking hilarious. Mm. Ludacris, I believe, just he's always been witty as fuck, punchline wise. 
I yes. think Eminem would be great at stand up. Mm -hmm. Um shit, Dr. Dre is actually funnier than most people know as well. Yeah. Um fucking uh Jadakus. I don't know if you <laughs> saw I don't know if you saw uh him and Dave East was on live. This is about a year or so ago. Jada is funny. Jada's funny, man. Like they had such a banter going back and forth. It's hilarious. I think Fat Joe. Fat Joe is funny. Right. And right. and he's getting more into his personality bag now where he's just like, you know. He's comfortable. He, he's comfortable, yeah. Uh Khaled is is Yeah, Khaled is fucking hilarious. He he could be a fucking yeah, I, I think there's a lot of dudes. Like most rappers are funny. Right. They funny. They, I mean, they, I they, know they, I'm a funny nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know I am. So it's just about putting in the work. If you decide, you know what I'm saying, you want to do it, like you put the work in the DJing and you really went in the lab and was like, I'm gonna yeah. get nice. And you mm -hmm. really got nice to the point where I thought you was already DJing for like 20 years. Right. But you right. you didn't do it. You you studied, you went in the lab for like six months. It came yeah, out nah, crazy. Longer than that. Like I, I just I, I, I knew that I didn't want to be a oh, you know. Here come another rapper turned DJ. Like I wanted you didn't want to, to be a button pusher DJ. Yeah, nah, I didn't want to do none of that. I I never want. I wanted because for me, like when I show up to a gig, you know, I get one shot. Like motherfuckers might book me on the name, but if I'm trash, I ain't going back to homecoming. Like niggas ain't calling right. me next year. You know what I'm saying? Right. If this shit was trash, like oh, your skills the homie. But yeah, nah, we could, this is gonna go ahead with the regulars, man. He, tried it, but it wasn't it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't, I don't, I never wanted to do that, man. So. You know, I never wanted to be that guy. Um, so as far as comedians, and I, and I always ask this uh, before we get out of here, before we wrap it up. You're I see you have Eddie Murphy on the wall. You know what I mean? You got Kevin. What? Who are your top five comedians? And not in any particular order, just your top five comedians. Um, Eddie, of course. Um, of course. George Carlin. Mm. Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock, Bernie Mac is in that conversation. Um, Thanks. I'm I'm forgetting one that I always say. Um, I mean the Wayans get a they get oh Damon Damon Wayans Senior. Somebody I mean, else Jr. brought him up. Yeah, somebody else brought up Damon. Damon and they was Wayans. like skills go back. They say he had one special. Right when they started, he had an HBO special, Skills. Go back and look at that special. This nigga was on fire. Like, yeah. And I do remember that comedy special. He really was. Yeah, he's, he's out of the family. He's the stand-up oracle. Like, Keenan is the mastermind of all things entertainment in that family. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm close with them. Like, so I, I know each of their personalities um, very distinctly. But Damon is definitely like the... The Yoda of stand up in that, and he's just, he's a brilliant beast. Paul Mooney is another one. Um, oh man, listen. Yeah, it's hard to pick a top a, five. You such know. a conversationalist, a conversationalist too. Um, uh, I remember when he passed, um, and I had just, I had just, my other homeboy is a comedian, uh, Russell Peters. I was just with I Russell. I know Russ, yeah, my man. And we was over at Russell's and we had did his podcast. So it was me, Russell, Law Finesse. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had um, Aerie Spears over there. Mm -hmm. So we all talking about, the, you know, the, the similarities between MC and comedy, you know what I'm saying, being on stage. 
And maybe two days later, Paul Mooney passed. Mm. And I remember I go, I'm on my timeline one day, two days later, and I see uh, Aries Spears. And Aries, you just, I just clicked on the post. And as soon as I clicked on the post, it was Aries doing Paul. Doing Paul Mooney, yeah. And he was like, if you have not heard, yes, nigga, I am gone. I'm mm-hmm. gone, nigga. I am not with you. I am not here in this area. I am gone. And he just started going down of what Paul Mooney would say after death. Yeah. Like, and and it was such a on point, like it, it was exactly what you would think Paul would say. Like he was like, that nigga Godfrey, stop doing me, nigga. You right, don't right. do me well. That nigga Aries has me down to a T. Mm-hmm. Godfrey, no, no, nigga. I, I'm in heaven and God is black. Like, it's just the way he's doing this shit. I'm like, bro, this is genius. So even in death, he, but he that's found a way to still make it about, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's the thing about all of us that do impressions. Whether it's Godfrey, J. Farrell, me, Ari Spears. We talk as the people, as the, the person that we're impersonating. We talk as them right. in whatever scenario they're in. It's less about doing the voice and it's more about what would this person actually say. Same. And so that's really, yeah. I for me it's not abnormal because I know I'm like, all right, yeah, he's in his he's in his bag. He's talking as Paul right mm-hmm. now. Right. You know? So yeah, that's that's kind of the It was insane, man. It was I saved it. I it's still saved in like my IG post. Like Yeah, him and Godfrey did a, a video going back and forth with Paul Mooney impressions. But yeah, it was all dope. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. So, all right, before we go, because this is the, the controversial question that a lot of people, I, I, I asked it before with rappers, but I'm going to ask you. And I and I, I have one, too, as well. I am a rapper. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you definitely are. Uh, I asked it with, I asked you with comedian. I asked you your top five, which is hard to say, but you got about a good seven or eight. And Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor is always honorable. I don't even rank him because he's just a right. standard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the standard. So give me a comedian that would never be in your top five. <laughs> for me, that would be I somebody... Got, I got one. For me, that would be somebody like Gallagher. I okay. never understood Gallagher and that whole smashing watermelons and... He had a big following. He made bread, but I, yeah. to me, I, ne- I never saw the comedy in that. I was just like, all right, a novelty show, maybe, right? Different. But I just, I never, yeah, I never understood it. So, yeah, I, I would never, say. I never, and this is no shade to him. I, I don't mean no harm. Um, you know, it's no diss. It's, it's nothing like that. But I just never got him, and I never really felt like he was funny. He, he always seemed like a nice guy, but it never just. It, it never came off as funny to me. I I I, I never got JB Smooth. I just I don't, what? I don't get it. I don't. I never thought JB Smooth was funny. Never. Wow. And I know he been around forever. I just never. Wow. Got it. Not well. Look, everybody, and and let me not uh, hip hop you because in hip hop <laughs> you can't have an opinion no more. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So you can't hip hop me. I'm not gonna hip hop you. Um, you you entitled to your opinion, but I'm gonna say as a comedian, JB Smooth is one of them guys that 
is beyond brilliant in how he thinks. Again, I'm not trying to shape you. I'm just telling right, you right. my my experience right. of JB Smooth. There's two comedians, one from the West Coast, one from the East. JB from the East, and a guy named Daryl Heath from the West Coast, from LA. Mm-hmm. These two comedians were, they're the ultimate comedians, comedians. They think outside the box. It's just, you got to be on a wave, but they're fearlessly going to get on that stage and present their world to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think JB Smooth is, is hysterical. Right. Like, that's one of my OGs. I used to be on the right. road with him uh, when I first started. Uh, coming from Fayetteville, I would meet him down at Myrtle Beach, and we had shows and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just watching the way his mind worked. Like, he's influenced my comedy a lot. I'm not even going to front. So, right. uh, he's just highly creative. But again, you know, I, I respect yeah. your opinion. But I, I definitely, yeah. I, JB, out of my peer group and out of the, the generation that I came up in, JB definitely one of them top guys. Right, and it's crazy to me that that uh, we we all well not we we forgot, but we def because he's definitely one of the greatest days. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a yes, that's a whole nother. Well, see, I don't, I don't, I don't get to a point where I'm ranking him and Kevin yet because they still got work. They're still in their, they're still yeah. working, yeah, right? Still working. And, and they're still they're still peers to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I hate when people rank LeBron already, or they rank, they're ranking mm, people who are like still, still actively, actively in the Added game. Adding to their resume, yeah. Exactly. Um, ranking, I mean, look, Steph Curry, LeBron, they both, they're breaking records, and, and not to take nothing, Dave is breaking records, and Kevin yeah. is breaking records, and I think clearly they're the two biggest names in comedy right now, right? Right. Um, but yeah, as far as ranking them with a Carlin and all that, like that's a, for me, it's a different category. Right. And like right. I said, their work is still being done. So, you know, when they yeah. retire, then I'll be like, in my mind, I'll be like, yeah, let me, let me rank them in a, in a way. Right. But I mean, Dave is beyond great. He's beyond fearless. He's beyond prolific. Yeah. Um, he's a different breed. Yeah, and he, he like, just, I, he's so cleverly quirky. Yeah, I've always felt like, you know, sometimes you meet people in your life that you feel like was born to do exactly what they do. Like, I can't picture them doing anything else. And two of those people for me are Dave and Black Thought. Like, I think they are perfect examples of these men were made to do exactly what they are doing. They are that good. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. Thing. No, 100%. And, and to me, I, I compare it to how we rank rappers, right? Like for me, when mm-hmm. people ask me top five, I'll go in my top five bag of people who I think were lyrically like just very prolific. Mm-hmm. But it don't take nothing away from the icons that came before them. Like right. I'll go to my Nas Rakim bag, right? But Melly Mel. Right. Preceded all that. Kaz yeah. preceded all of that. You know right. what I'm saying? So. Right. LL just for longevity's sake, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So before I even get to the the Talibs, the Commons, the and the Most, and the Black Thoughts, and the it's yeah. like there's so many different categories of right. how you can rank. So that's why I'm just like I'm not even to the point where I'm ranking Dave yet. Right. He's all, I mean, we already know he's great, but he's right now. Mm-hmm. He's great right now. These, these things we're not talking about past tense guys. Like they got right. a lot of relevance and 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 they're still they're still adding to their legacy right big facts nah man 
Listen, I appreciate it, man. Well, listen, man. I appreciate you pulling up, man. Your hip hop confession is, you know, uh, Atheon <laughs> does not remember lyrics in in the regard that you might think he does. He has forgotten some hip hop classics in his day, but he's still a hip hop head to the core, man. Listen, like I said, meeting you at 10, 11 years old, us running around the city breakdancing, man, some of my best memories, bro. For sure. Likewise, man. And yes. I'm I'm proud of us, man. We we come a long way. And to sit across from each other um, right now at this point in life and to be like, to be able to reflect on that, we've made it. We, we yeah. made it. We successful. Yeah. Here we are. Big facts, man. Listen, well, let the people know where they can get you at, all your socials at before we get out of here. I'm you know at Atheon Crockett on, on pretty much everything. Um, at, on IG, I'm just Atheon Crockett on Facebook, Blue Check, you know the vibes. Um, C on on TikTok. Somebody took my name on there. Um, That's trash. I hate that when they do I know. That. I know. And, and you have such a distinctive name. Like, come on, bro. It's not another Atheon Crockett out here. Stop it. I know. Like, stop it. That's so corny, man. Well, but listen, yeah. man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you so much, man. We got to link up in the near future, man. I definitely got to come check you out on that road. I know you're working on some things. Some yeah, I got to go to DJ man. school. So send me the link. Yeah, I got you. It's nothing. Say less. Hey, Dion Crockett right here on Hip Hop Confessions. This, you already know what it is, because everybody got one. Peace. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this, this.